what is good? It's me, your friendly neighbor, Nerd the Bobo, and I want to thank you guys for joining me again here on Bobo's Block. If this is your first time joining me, thank you for tuning in to this block party that we have each and every week. If this is your 18th, 19th, 100th time joining me, what up, dog? It is good to see you again, and thank you for um, coming back, and we have a lot to talk about. So... Of course, um, if you guys know this is Monday, I'm also on Instagram Live. If you guys want to join the conversation with me on Instagram Live, you can follow me at Bobo FNN. That's B O B B O FNN. And of course, as well, you guys know that this show is solely sponsored and powered by my Patreon. Patreon is the best place where you can do the most help for Bobo's Block. If you want to give back to the block and make us um, grow even more, I said go over to patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o and you can go ahead and give a monthly donation of starting from like a dollar all the way up to about 35 dollars we are going to be doing a lot and i said your support really does help and it like i said gets right back into the show we will get better equipment better sets better everything so i want to i want to let you guys see the growth as it comes but i want to let you guys know that you can be involved with growing the show outside of just sharing liking and sending it to your friends and stuff like that all right well, so, of course, I wanted to go ahead and get this thing kicked off with um, the weekend update. Of I did have my match um, this past Friday at Team Visions Dojo down there in Orlando. We um, went up against three other teams in the form of Upper Echelon. We also took on the Red Legion, and um, we took on one half of Critical Mayhem because they're out there ducking me and Cam. Um, so... We took on Critical Mayhem and Shat and Mr. Shadow um, as well, but um, <laughs> I, I didn't come out as as I wanted to. But we put in a good match. You guys will be able to see the the footage up soon. Um, we'll, I will put it out once they upload it up on YouTube as well. Um, so you guys will be able to check out my matches and see how everything went went down. Um, next match will be coming up this week in. Um, this weekend I'll be down at Champ 7 Pro Wrestling. They have their Rookies Challenge, so I'm going to go ahead and give the newbies a good look over and see what we're going to be working with from there. And I also may be getting in the ring, so come on down um, to the Thunderbolt Studios and we'll be able to get you a seat to watch the action go on firsthand. Um, then after that, I will be back in Orlando again on that Friday, um, well yeah, next Friday, um, I'll be back down there. I will be teaming up with my tag partner, the Dashing King of Queens, Dashing Cam. Um, and we'll be taking on Dion and his little lackey, Gorilla Blanco. So um, I have a bit of a, a bit of a bone to pick with them. So we'll get to, get to get in the ring and hash it out. All right. Okay, so um, beyond that, uh, we had the Black Bar Crawl down here in Jacksonville, Florida. That was a really dope event. Shout out to everybody involved in that. We also had a Winter Wonderland out, out there in Five Points. Shout out to Al Pete. Shout out to all of the acts that were involved in that as well. Um, we were doing a lot here in Jacksonville, especially um, event-wise. It was, as well, the first, the inaugural, I was about to say first annual, <laughs> the inaugural Jacksonville Food and Wines Festival. Um, that went down on Sunday. We had a blast um, out there as well. Um, Art Walk was the previous Wednesday. Beforehand, shout-outs to the homies at Hip Hop and Hookah. Shout-outs to the Lyricists Live. Um, everybody who g goes out every month, performs, 
DJs, do, does whatever, shows showcasing your art. Shout out to Kermasabi. Shout out to Kyle, Kyle Arts. Um, everybody I know and love out there as well during Art Walk. Um, Jacksonville is kind of ramping up their, their things. And I really want to implore you guys to take advantage of all these events and a lot of free things that are going on from around the city so they said if you are down here go ahead and check it out you guys definitely won't be disappointed there's a lot of amazing things coming up i know there's some dope things coming up on um in the couple months to come well the couple months upcoming and things like that so yeah you will be surprised to see who you will see in jacksonville as well all right um next up on the weekend update i think i will be Oh, I have to give you guys an update on <laughs> on um on my events. So with this, um, we right now we're still in transition for things such as like the Wonderground and also the art events that I'm going to be throwing. I was planning on having an actual space or or venue to do these in a lot more constantly, but things just kind of um happen. Life it it goes and comes, but yeah, but you guys will definitely be up to date when I do get ready to throw my next event or so or go get back into um putting up flyers or posters for the next open mic so keep your ears to the streets and keep your eyes on my timeline and you guys will be able to stay in the loop okay all right so i think that's about it for the weekend update i don't think i went and went and did too much or so um but yeah i hope you guys are up to date if there's anything that you do want to um keep up with Go ahead, feel free to hit me up either in my DMs or you can hit me at Bobo, B-O-B-B-O-S-B-L-O-C-K, so Bobo's Block, all one word, at gmail.com. And as I said, that's where you can email the show and let me know anything that you want to know about or if you just want to, like, just email me. <laughs> I take um, I take listener letters and, like I said, we will be able to read them here on the show as <laughs> on the show for you guys, okay? <sighs> Alright, so we're, now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of everything and we will be going around, around the, net. the net. And with this around the net, it's going to be kind of packed. So let's go ahead and start off with the first bit of things. So now if you guys haven't heard, Samsung is about to do their new Galaxy event. Um, their Galaxy event will be introducing their new phones and new, inf- well, new peripherals such as like tablets or... Um, home assistants or earbuds or whatever. So yeah, so here's what you can expect. I believe the event is going to be on Wednesday coming up, and we're looking at a lineup of about three to four phones. Um, it's going to be the Samsung S20 series, so it's going to be the Samsung S20, the Samsung S20 Plus, and the Samsung S20 Ultra. Um, it's a lot. Like <laughs> they're doing a lot with these phones, and the and more and more, I'm seeing that everybody is moving towards more and more cameras into these into these um devices and there this one is a camera beast so we have one two three four lenses on the s20 plus and um i think it's going to be the same as on the s20 um but on the s20 ultra you have five lenses um you have one normal ultra wide super wide and you have a 100 times zoom on there as well and it's really getting crazy like i don't know why y'all need all these cameras when all y'all gonna be doing is taking selfies mm. <laughs> um but yeah i'm excited to see what the other specs are for this camera um we are getting another phone from them that's going to be a foldable phone like um folding phones are 
seem to be kind of like the future um, because we, we miss flipping phones and closing people and hanging up on them like that. So, yeah. So, we're doing um, a Galaxy Z Flip. This one will be in direct competition with the Motorola Razor, um, the new Razor that's come out that's like an all, all, like all screen or so. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a little folding like you have like the old school razor that we used to always love back in the day what's going on james yeah we are in the triclops phone era right now <laughs> like, um it's it's weird to see how they're how they're doing the designs and things like that but i do love that everything is still in that smart that all glass touch screen um format but we just have to kind of Look to see what they can do as well with the um with the design of it because we all everything now is just like a square slab of of glass. Um, so with foldable phones now that we have this flexible glass and this flexible technology is going to bring a new dynamic to it. Whether the fold is horizontal or if it's a vertical fold, um, there've been so many like um variations to it so you have like the flex pie from huawei you have the original galaxy fold that one um where it has like the weird vertical fold um this fold this motorola galaxy's i'm sorry the motorola razor which has that horizontal one that we know and love and that we have now the galaxy z flip so yeah so it's um it's an open market at this point so we're going to go ahead and figure out where they're going to move next from there as well you're going to be getting some new galaxy buds because everybody's trying to compete with the airpods or whatever but everything like all right so i'm going to go on a mini rant here so when airpods first released i was like okay this is dope this is where we need to be moving forward and everyone was upset and they were mad and they, i want my headphone jack back and this that and the third and these are stupid i don't know ever going to buy wireless headphones like this you're just going to lose them and i said as i always do being the futurist as i am um that these are going to be the future these are going to be like the featured product that everybody's going to buy after and love and and like want to have and things like that so Seeing things like this come to fruition is just like a big satisfactory satisfactory moment for me. So yeah, I'm happy to see that um we have wireless Bluetooth headphones down to where like anybody can have them or anybody can make them. So I'm super excited to see where we go next with it. Hopefully we um get better and stronger connections and things like that. So we're up we're we're up on deck for the next thing. Um as well Galaxy did also release a a leak. Um, they they missed did a leak for what's called their um, Galaxy Home. It's basically their their smart smart home device, like the the Echoes or the Series or the Google Home stuff like that. You'll be able to use it around the house, and it'll answer questions, do everything that you normally would with a smart smart home device. So, yeah. Alright, so next up on the block it, um, we have a new development from scientists. Uh, apparently, we found out that they they made, well, they made a discovery of a new type of Tyrannosaurus. And that Tyrannosaurus, um, they're dubbing it the Reaper of Death. So, it's kind of weird. So, dinosaurs are... Dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs have always been cool or whatever. But I I've, I haven't seen dinosaurs the same yet. For someone pointed out the fact that the scientists are only really seeing 
um, the bone structure of this animal. And they don't get to see like the fluff or if there were any things like that. Because we know that dinosaurs are descendants from, of bird, or like they were the ancestors of birds. So now that puts perspective on it. Like a lot of these things could have been covered in feathers, covered in fur or fluff or whatever. And someone put, pointed out that a Tyrannosaurus Rex could have just been a giant chicken. A giant fluffy little bird that went around eating meat. Like <laughs> it would have been, it would have been terrifying to see, but also adorable. Um, and with this Tyrannosaurus that they just discovered, I think that would probably be the kind of the same dilemma that I'm having with it, because I don't know how it actually looks. We know the skin and bone structure of it, and we know that it was part reptile and things of that nature, but it's still a, an ancestor of a bird. So. Um, until we can get an accurate time machine to go back in time and see what these dinosaurs look like, it's going to be kind of, <laughs> kind of always a chuckle that comes out of my mouth when it, when we talk about dinosaurs from now on. And I know my, um, my friend's kid was going to, was going to hate that because he loves dinosaurs. He's a dinosaur. He's as a triceratops. But yeah, I, I, I can't wait to. I can't wait to imagine him as a fluffy chicken. <laughs> Alright, so yeah. So, um, next up on the block, we have... Yeah, the... Oh, yeah. We have the opening for Birds of Prey. Everyone was always talking about, like, oh, Birds of Prey is going to flop. It's going to be horrible. I actually got to see Birds of Prey during opening weekend. It is an amazing thrill ride that you guys should go out and check out in theaters. And I said, give it support. Give it love. Um, and people were trying to say that it was going to open worse than Green Lantern, when, in fact, it actually opened way better than John Wick Chapter 2. And we all know how we love John Wick, and we know how much people supported and went out to see Mr. Mr. Puppy, <laughs> Mr. Puppy Lover himself, um, it, it was a, it was a triumphant, um, slap in the face to all the haters as well, but it's, it's not going anywhere, guys, like, it may have not been, like, a groundbreaking Joker type, um, resounding, like, oh, this is what we wanted to see, but, like, it's not doing horrible either, like, you may want to spin it to where like oh it's it sucks or blah 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 nobody's in there i've been seeing this meme um of goku and vegeta fighting and goku says a classic line of let's go somewhere where no where there's nobody and they end up fighting in a um a theater showing birds of prey yeah that's not what's happening the theaters the theaters still have people in them and they're <laughs> and they're spending their money like we we are buying tickets and we are supporting this film the consensus that I've been getting so far is that a lot of male comic book or comic book fans and a lot of male um, perspectives they they feel it's a little bit too much for their sensibilities and they, they don't like how it's too much Harley and it's very quote unquote woke. But honestly, I don't see any of that. Um, I see it as like a really thrilling comic book joyride yes there's a lot of harley because this is a harley quinn movie yes the birds of prey are are also very well prevalent throughout the entire movie i would have the birds of prey i would have liked more of their their skill set but i think we're going to get that in a lot more future renditions or so so i i can't wait to see what they have in store for us down the line and i'm excited to jump back into that dc extended universe train okay um we have wonder woman 80 um 1984 coming up next and we have a lot of other things from dc up on the up on the um up on deck so we will have to see where they go next and i am i think they're going to be fine from this point on i think they'll be able to 
push forward with their movies and they, they're not competing anymore with Marvel as in trying to like take over who's the best or so even though like that's the whole goal but like honestly I think they're just saying let's just make movies that we know we enjoy and that people will enjoy instead of trying to like oh who's going to have the biggest franchise so I think that's where they need to stick at but again um, if you guys want to go check out a movie like I said please go check out Birds of Prey great movie that's coming out um, that's, that's out now and also we have Sonic the Hedgehog coming out on Valentine's Day as well so have a couple things that you you nerdy guys and girls would love to see especially on Valentine's Day um, for for the single people um, <laughs> Valentine's Day is a great day to go see Birds of Prey because it's a great breakup movie it's a really good breakup movie um, so yeah let me see ah in wrestling news, um, the WWE actually announced where WrestleMania 37 is going to be held at. It's going to be in the SoFi Stadium out in Los Angeles. And I am super excited to see see what they do for that. This is the first time that I I think I, I remember it going to be in an actual outdoor stadium in L.A. So, yeah, um, this current WrestleMania is going to be in Tampa. Um, and we have a big card hopefully slotted or rumored to be slotted um, for what's coming up on in that show in April. It's always every wrestler's dream to kind of make it to WrestleMania. It's the show of shows, the, the biggest wrestling event of the year every year. And no matter how you may feel about WWE or, what, or whatever they have um, become at the moment or so in your eyes, like WrestleMania is still WrestleMania. It's still the pageantry, the spectacle, and the, the, amazing, the amazing wonderment that it's always been. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do out there in LA next year. So, yeah. And also in related news, um, you have a lot of new signees to what um, WWE has called their performance center, um, their developmental center for up and coming wrestlers. And one of the newest signees is actually a legacy. It is Simone Johnson, the daughter of Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock. So I'm, I was pretty shocked by this development because I did not think she was going to be interested in getting into the wrestling world. But it, that is a that is a wrestling family, the Johnsons, like from the from her her granddad Rocky Johnson to her uncles and to her cousins and all of the people in between as well. Like this, this is a wrestling family. This Simone lineage runs deep within the Johnson bloodline. So I'm excited to see how she, um, how she fares and when she debuts or so, or even if she will debut as like a Johnson or, and take her dad's like name or persona personification of like the people's champion. And, um, I want to see what she can do in the ring. So that's really dope. It's really dope. Okay, so moving on on the block it. That's about yeah. All right, so I can finally move into the last portion of the block it as well as for you guys. Okay, um, the Oscars were last night. Uh, as I told you, it's Monday. So Sunday was the showing of the Oscars. I don't know what number it was, but yeah, you know the movies that get recognized for. For everything that we we love about movies as well, okay? So, we're going to run down the winners on here. I'm not going to go through like an in-depth thing, but I probably will for a couple of them. Just because I love these movies and I want to support them so bad. Um, the Oscars, we 
initially went in thinking that movies such as like um, The Irishman and 1917 were going to sweep it, but it all actually ended up with Parasite being the sweep for this Oscars this year. Parasite picked up four, and four pivotal ones is that Parasite picked up the Best Original Screenplay, Best Original International Film, Best Director, and they picked up the biggest one of Best Picture. Congratulations to to Bong Joon and the entire cast and crew over there for Parasite. I love this movie. It was an amazing, amazing psychological thriller that kind of blew me away from the first time I saw it. Um, Bong Bong Joon is the same guy who did Snowpiercer with Chris Evans, and he's done a plethora of other movies. And I, I'm I'm super happy to see him have his day in the in the like the the spotlight here in America. Um, and I'm glad that they were able to be recognized as more than just an international film. Just oh, they're speaking Korean and Japanese or Asian. They're speaking damn. I'm gonna wow. Uh, they're speaking Korean or Japanese or Chinese or Cantonese or whatever. No, uh, we, we can't give them best picture. That all the stuff like that is done. That old rhetoric has been um been thrown to the wayside. And I'm glad that the people of the academy are the people who were in the academy also recognize that there's no more room for segregation of of art just because the the painter or the Artists in question, such as director or whatever, actor, is a person of color. Doesn't mean that you are easily to just like, oh, throw it to the wayside. Or let's not listen to them. Or let's not get, give any feedback on any suggestions or so. And it's just, it's great to see that they are getting the recognition deserved for the amazing movie that they put out. So yeah. Also with this as well, 1917 did end up winning three of their nominations. So they won three awards. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won two. Ford versus Ferrari won two. And the Joker actually won two as well. I think it was like Best Original Score. And there's another one. So um, Little Women won an award for um, Best best Costume Design. Um, Jojo Rabbit won Best Award uh, I can't remember which one it won as well. Um, Bombshell um, won one award. Toy Story 4 won Best Animation. Rocket Man um, won Best Original Song. And that was for the song with Elton John um, as well. In and the Irishman did not take home any Oscars, unfortunately. Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro may have to just kind of console themselves by hugging the other Oscars, the plethora of Oscars they already have. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but it does give a, a bit of a frown to to the Academy not giving any award to the Irishman. It was a great movie, but I think they're frowning down upon it because it was on a streaming platform. Even though the rules have changed and things have kind of um, freshened up um, regulation-wise, it's still, I th- the Academy is voted on by people. And if they have within their minds that, oh, this is a lesser than platform to be putting a movie on, it's not it's not go- going to be distributed worldwide, things like that. But even though it is basically distributed and targeted directly to the audience that you want them to watch. 
So yeah, we we just have to figure out what's what's the next step from here as well, okay? Alright, I think that is about it for Around the Net. Oh, no, 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 I almost forgot. So, big shout-outs to Matthew Cherry and all of his crew. He um, won Best Animated Short for his short, Hair Love. I want to talk about that just a little bit because this is a very triumphant story of uh, of black excellence, honestly. So, Matthew, literally, 2016, put out a post saying he needed some 3D artists because he had an Oscar-worthy idea. And now, looking at it, 2020, it literally was an Oscar-winning idea. And I, I'm so happy to see just the prevalence of diversity and the inclusion that they have shown for all of the people in the in the building and as well as for his cast. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give my tip of a hat to Mr. Cherry, and I'm happy to see him get his day in the in the in the sunshine all right so again now that we'll do it for the block it we're going to go ahead and take a quick little break and i'll be back and and we'll go over the nerdgasm for today and we're talking about my favorite black or brown voice actors Block and also on Instagram Live. Again, I want to let you guys know if you want to join the conversation, hit me up at Bobo FNN. That's B O B B O FNN on all social media platforms, and we go live on Instagram at two o'clock every Monday. So um, we're back, and now it's time for the nerdgasm of the week. And this week we're talking about voice actors or voice actor. Yeah, I think everybody's just called voice actors. So um, we're talking about influential black voice actors that have shaped my childhood and also just my nerddom. And um, it's a very powerful subject because when it comes to watching shows or watching animation, anybody can be anybody. Um, and, and literally sometimes you fall in love with a character and you really, you finally see like the voice actor um, behind them. And be it male or female, sometimes it just doesn't fit. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, 
I'm okay with with people of other races playing um, black or brown people because if it was if it was like that, we wouldn't have things like Apu, or we wouldn't have like a lot of the a, a lot of black characters in anime and things like that. So I'm not saying like it's like the worst thing and I hate it forever, but like I, w- I want to be able to highlight or especially exonerate like like put people who are of color and people who who look like me on a pedestal for doing voice acting. And a lot of them have done a crap ton of voice acting. Um, and I, I really just want to kind of let you guys here on the block know about them and their work, okay? So, let's go ahead and kick it off on here. So, um, firstly, I want to go ahead and give the initial shout-out to all of the... <laughs> All of the famous voice, act- well, famous celebrities who've done voice acting, because um, we we want to get those like I want to get those out of the way because like those are are obvious. And so because like you have like your Beyonces and like say like your your Nicki Minaj's, your Estelle's. Um, you have um, let's see who else do, do, do um your Samuel Jacksons, uh, Rihanna's been a voice actress. Will Smith, and like you have like your super famous people, Chris Rock. Like, so you, you probably know what they've done, but I'll, I'll read off a few of them just to let you guys know um, what they've done. Queen Latifah, um, they're crediting her for a lot of voice acting. Um, one big one that she did was Ice Age. She was Ellie from the Ice Age, uh, another Mastodon that wanted to procreate, basically. Uh, and then there is Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg has done a lot, but uh, what you probably didn't realize or know, um, because either you're too young or you probably just weren't paying attention, that she was Gaia from from Captain Planet and the Planet Tears. Gaia was the spirit of the earth, and she was a beautiful as black woman, and I loved it. Um, next up, we have for celebrities, we have Ziggy Marley. He was the jellyfish in Shark Tale. And then we also have Nicki Minaj, who was a, who was in Ice Age as Steffi, but she also plays um, Sugalite on, on Steven Universe. She is a, a fusion gem between Garnet and Amethyst. And yeah, so Sugalite is dope. Ellie is dope. And we also have Chris Rock, who um, does the voice of Marty in Madagascar. And that's one of his bigger roles. Chris Rock has also done a lot of the voice acting pork and things of that nature. Um, Beyonce, of course, with her credited as Nala in the in the Lion King, she also has done Tara, um, the Queen Tara in Epic, and that was a DreamWorks movie, I believe. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save a couple of these on here. Like I said, Will Smith, he's done a lot of it. Um, Isaac Hayes was Chef, of course, from from South Park. Rihanna has done um, voice acting work for DreamWorks movies such as Home. She was Tip, the main character, and she was also uh, an alien. I can't remember her name in the in the movie Valeria in the thousand in the in the station of a thousand planets or whatever but she was a, a shapeshifter alien in that movie and she was literally my favorite part of Valerian and I honestly think we should we deserve a backstory for her okay 
Um, people like Marcus Houston, he's done major voice acting roles, like, because he has a very distinct and very, um, particular voice as well, but one that he gets, he doesn't get enough credit for, that he was Khalil in Bebe's Kids. <laughs> um, of course, we know Samuel Jackson was Frozone, but he's done way many more voiceover acting, um, gigs and voiceover acting appearances. He, he's also the current Capital One spokesperson so yeah so he's he's done a lot of voiceovers for them as for them too um so one i did not know was that sanaya latham was donna from the cleveland show i've always loved the cleveland show and i've always loved the family but i never knew that sanaya latham was the wife um i'm gonna save that i'm gonna save that save that i'm gonna save that uh, of course, shout out to Eddie Griff, Eddie Murphy for being Mushu, um, the dragon. But he's done a lot more voice acting work as well. So you guys can check him out too. Eartha Kit was Isma in Emperor's New Groove. Um, I I hope you guys could tell that was Eartha Kit for real, not just like a somebody playing and using an Eartha Kit voice. No, that was her. Um, Mike Tyson has played himself because he does have a show called Mike Tyson's Mysteries, where him and two other people go around solving problems. So, yeah, um, trying to see what else. All right, I think that's about it for the famous, famous ones. Um, trying to think if anyone's off top of the dome that I can think of. Hmm, I don't think I can think of any, any more um, famous, famous ones. So, I'm going to go through the ones that I know and love now and the ones that made a big difference in my childhood okay so firstly um oh no no no! i do have one so shout outs to rosario dawson um she is now currently wonder woman for the dc animated universe for the animated universe wonder woman is black and i well afro latina and i i love that they are giving you giving us that that flick finally <laughs> To go ahead and just like, hey, flip the switch, and we're going to go ahead and make everybody diverse as we can. Because being behind the scenes and behind the microphone, man, it's just like, it's a it's night and day. Especially when you get into these the subtle nuances of what people have been calling originally digital blackface. Where it's like a character of color that's portrayed on screen. But this person is either like lily white or they're just like not of that ethnicity or that race. But they had a great voice that went with this character. So that's a different show, Digital Blackface, because it's a touchy subject and probably a subject that many of us don't really even try to think about. And like I said, even though we have those things where I couldn't hear anybody else um, do the voice of Apu and... Apu's been around since the beginning of The Simpsons, I want to say. But that's done by a white man. Like, and, and there's other characters that are just like that as well. But um, moving forward for the next one, um, for the next group of these people who I uh, admire and adore, um, we have, of course, Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar, I originally saw him, um, or originally got exposed to Phil when, we, when I was like younger watching... Matt TV. He's a great comedian, great sketch comedian. He does physical comedy super well, but his voice has such range. Um, Phil has been from the likes of Samurai Jack to one of the G.I. Joes. He's done so many 
voiceover um, characters, and he his range still grows. He's John Stewart from Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. He's played like. A, Honestly, he's played a plethora of, of black and brown characters that, that that doesn't that don't get the recognition that he deserves. But he's one of like Kevin Conroy level noticeable voices of superheroes, characters and other um and other authors work, basically. Like some people really think in his voice. Like <laughs> sadly, like I, I wish I was one of them, but I'm not. Um Next up as well is Aisha Tyler. She plays Lana, Lana, Lana on Archer. <laughs> and um, she's been, had that long-standing role since the show began. And I really have loved seeing her evolve that character um, from just like a straight-laced super spy to what she currently is today. A mom, a, a friend, a, 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 a trusted person within the within the universe of Arthur to not mess up but she constantly and I mean constantly doesn't get it right so yeah we but like we we want to go ahead and go to the next person that I want to recognize and that would be James Earl Jones so James Earl Jones is an iconic voice he's Darth Vader he's he's Mufasa but he's also done a crap ton of other voiceover work and you guys really should like say check out his IDB, IMDB and see what all he's kind of um voiced or been behind um I want to go through as well a few more others um that we have we have um kind of overlooked on here as like great voice actors um, Keith David, Keith David, you may not know the, you probably know the name if you're old enough, and you know the face for sure, but you definitely know the voice. He's been the voice of many of the great villains um, over my childhood, as well. Um, we also have the likes of Jaleel White. Jaleel White was known to being Urkel, but you also know that he voiced Sonic the Hedgehog in the original '90s series. So yeah, that was one of my nice little tidbits that I learned that Jaleel White was Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, ah, James Avery. First things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real. But also, Uncle Phil played the Shredder in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, well, not the original, the the 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon. So, yeah, so that was a huge thing for me to learn and find out. Um, do uh, Gary Anthony Williams, you may you may know the face. Uh, he's done a lot of movies and a lot of commercials as well too. But he's also a great voice actor that lends his voice to a plethora of um, franchises and things of that nature. Um, I really enjoy hearing a lot of these people on the on the up and up as well. So um, Orlando Brown is another one. He may not be. In his right mind now, but Orlando has played a lot of crazy, kooky characters. I enjoy him the most as Fillmore. That was one of one of the old school Saturday morning cartoons that I that I watched. Um, of course, we have the God, the Goat himself, Lavar Burton, has voiced over so many things. He, his voice is just iconic alone. Um, if you guys know him um, from either Star Trek or Reading really Rainbow, wherever you may know him. He also does this podcast now where it's called LeVar Burton Reads, where he just sits, 
pulls out one of his favorite stories and he reads to you. It is the most soothing thing in the world. Please go check that out. LeVar Burton is a certified goat. Um, Michael J. White. Michael J. White, he is as well a a coveted martial artist and a, a badass all around in general, but he's also Black Dynamite. Um, Black Dynamite is an amazing show and I love the movie as well that, that spawned that, that television show. Um... Aaron Magruder. Aaron Magruder is the creator and also voice for many of his um, characters on the Boondocks. Um, doo, 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 going through, I'm, just, I'm literally going through like a list right now just to let you guys know. Um, we have Regina King, of course. Regina King is the voice of Riley and um, Huey on the Boondocks, and as well as Regina King. Um, is a voice actress or voice actor for many other shows, and I was very impressed, like reading or seeing her doing her casting calls for especially Boondocks. Um, not casting calls, but casting read for especially like Boondocks or whatever, because she does both parts and she puts on a full ass argument by herself, and that's talent. Like <laughs> that's that's talent, dog. Um. Okay, I'm again, I'm like there's a couple of them that I'm trying to save to like around the end or so, so you guys will kind of get a little bit more. Yeah, so Terrence C. Carson, Terrence C. Carson, you know him as Kyle from Living Single, but again, his he's left he's lended his sultry deep voice to so many other voice um, over roles and so many characters that you guys may not have guessed. Mike Tyson. I think I went through Mike Tyson, but yeah, Mike Tyson plays himself on <laughs> on many occasions because who else can Mike Tyson play? Mike Tyson has a um, show called The Mike Tyson Mysteries, and it's hilarious. It's, it's on Adult Swim. You should definitely check it out. Um, people like Arsenio Hall. He's an amazing comedian icon. He's lent his voice to um, a lot of characters doing voice acting, and as well as like Kel Mitchell, Shirley Lee Ralph. Um, Kadeem Hardison, Kevin Clash. These are just names that you guys should look up, Google, and and like say kind of understand like their impact on on voice acting and basically the culture of black black viewership when it comes to animation and things. Um, but now we're going to get to like our our top two as well. Um, Phil Lamar. If we were going to do a big three. Or Mount Rushmore. Let's say a Mount Rushmore of voice actors. Or black voice actors. Um, we would give Phil Lamar a spot. You would also give the next two people a spot. Um, the first one on this on this list here. His name is Kevin Michael Richardson. Kevin Michael Richardson is a name that you probably may not have heard of. But he's most known for doing a lot of, a lot of work um, for like say... He's done Transformers Prime. He's done American Dad. He's done Lilo and Stitch. He's done the Batman, um, the 2004 rendition of the Batman. And he's mostly known for also being Cleveland Brown Jr. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to to know that he's voiced a lot more than just a few of the characters I like. He's done so many characters. There's a YouTube video um, by Teddy. Teddy K Gaming highlights 
all of the major roles that he's played. And one of my favorite roles that he, that Kevin Michael um that Kevin Michael Richardson has played has been what Schnitzel. Yeah, that's the name. Schnitzel. Schnitzel from Chowder. Sorry, a little bit <laughs> a little bit <laughs> razzled on this end for some reason. I don't know what's going on with my mouth. I have just been talking and talking, so probably get a little tongue tied from time to time. But yeah, he's been Schnitzel from from um from Chowder, and that's a very difficult character to convey emotions and 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 like convey like full on. T- how would how can I put it? He he's able to put subtle nuances in one word and make it all make sense. So if you've never seen Chowder, Schnitzel only says the word Rada. So the the rada 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 like it's like the those little small little details those little small inflections and and those those rises and falls it's just like it makes it so worth it when you're able to actually like enjoy the work of <laughs> of like black actors and black actresses putting on putting on an amazing um show for you as well okay um and nextly and yeah next next to him would have to be the all-time hands down all pro voice actress known as Cree Summers holy grail of of voice actors um Cree has literally been every black girl that you can remember ever watching on television if she, if if she's a brown girl, it's been Cree. Like going through just a few that I I think I've lost. Like Susie Carmichael is the first standout. She was the 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 antithesis of Angelica on the Rugrats. She made sure that she was nice, polite, and she took care of everything in in mannerly time. And she also made appearance proud. Angelica didn't care anything about any of that. So they bumped heads because Angelica would want to treat the babies horribly. And Susie was like, oh, no, nah, you ain't doing my friends like that. So, yeah, that was always fun. Um, we basically have been exposed to her voice so much that, like, everything has seems or sounds so, so, like, home. So, like, home when, when you hear it from her. Like, see, she's been number five on Codenames, Kids Next Door. She's been Penny from Inspector Gadget. She's been so many other characters that it's not, like, huh, it's, it's, it's not easy to name off or remember all the names of them. So I'm super excited to see where where everybody's head is at when it comes to these voice actors because I really do love talking about them because they, they are the ones that, that bring bring the charisma and the, the, the life to these characters that we love. So I really can't say anything takes away from any of these people, but I'm happy to know that we are able to discuss it like adults. Like it's really dope. So yeah. So again, hit me up in my DMS or you can hit me at Bobo's block B O B B O S sorry. B O B B O S B L O C K at gmail.com all right i don't know why i spaced out on that for a second <laughs> so yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up here so again if you guys want a list of these um these voice actors that i named off on my end i will be putting out 
hopefully a blog on on biblesblock.wordpress.com i, I want to go ahead and and try to make a declaration of whenever i do a nerdgasm i will have a corresponding blog to go with it so you guys got to help me stick to that you guys got to be able to let me know like you're listening and that you want to read these blogs and I want to be able to put them out for you. So I'm going to be determined. All right. So again, you guys can find me on all social media platforms at Bobo FNN. That's B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N. And you can go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon.com. Well, Patreon campaign at Patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. Oh, man. So, um, yeah. If you guys are listening on any platform that you are on, please go ahead and Hit us up with a five-star review if you like what you're listening to. Five stars gives us higher up in the charts, and it gives you the ability to add more people into the actual Patreon campaign. And I said, with it being up on the charts, um, I would be super happy about that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, again, I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful week, and thanks for tuning in to Bobo's Block. I will catch you here next time on the next episode. Peace.